Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host. And uh, as always, I'm excited to be with you on a Sunday morning here on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster. We're on Sunday mornings from 7 to 8. We talk about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We just talk about the church and what God is up to and uh well, it's been kind of exciting over the last, uh, let's see, about uh, 15 years I've been doing this broadcast and uh, opportunity to meet a lot of folks and just hear passion. And that's what I like about this show is that we're just driven by passion. This is show number 684 today. We still have our rules. We don't talk sports or politics or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another and well, it just seems to have worked out real well over the years. And, of course, if you'd like to be on the broadcast as a, a guest, if you're involved in Christian ministry, then you need to call me, 567-1703, on my cell phone, or Pastor J.L. King at yahoo.com, uh, email, or you can text me. i just love to hear from you out there. Well, today on the broadcast, I'm just excited to have back with us Dustin and Amy Wells from the River Church, Tallahassee. If you were listening to the broadcast last week, I'm sitting here looking at my clock and uh, listening to their story. And I'm going, we're just not going to get this done because it was just so exciting. And I'm just going to do a, a kind of an overview here, basically. Dustin was telling us uh, that he was he was addicted to drugs and, and uh, I guess alcohol, but he was functional. He was running a business and all of these things until finally God got a hold of him and began to change stuff. And, and Amy, she was uh, uh, kind of out in the world a little bit, but they were married and uh, and she didn't know how addicted Dustin was. And uh, anyway, God got a hold of Amy. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll kind of revisit that story just a little bit. And then she just kind of said, husband, <laughs> you're going to have to tighten up here. Right. <laughs> so, now, did that, that I do pretty good on that? You did good. Okay. Good job. Now, they passed her a, a, a new start here, a new work here in Tallahassee. They're just, just what, you're about a year and a half old? Yes, sir. And uh, they're meeting at the American Legion over on uh, – uh, was that Lake Ella Drive? Is that what you yes, call? Yes, it is. Yes, sir. Right near the Good Times Restaurant. If you turn there on Monroe Street, there's the American Legion, and so they've come back to Tallahassee to start this church, and uh, and then they we, they meet me, <laughs> <laughs> and I invite them to come and tell their story on the radio. So that's what they did last week, and uh, before we started the broadcast tonight, I said to Dustin, I don't remember. You're sharing how you came to Christ because we were talking about how that you were you were addicted to drugs and then you started going to talk about you started going to church, but the story. <laughs> what we want is the story, brother Dustin. Okay. How did how did God get a hold of your heart and and how did you come to Christ? Well, you know, um, even though my my uh, dad was an addict and alcoholic and everything at the time. We always went to church every Sunday. I mean, that's just the the way it was. And um, so no matter what, Sunday mornings we were in church. And we were actually going to church over at Victory Baptist Church uh-huh. on uh, Highway 27 North Monroe. Um, Pastor Jack Sanders, he was uh, – he. my dad had been in that church ever since he was a little boy. So that's where we went to church. And um, so I knew the gospel and everything, but – 
when I was 14 years old, you know, I had never asked Jesus to come into my heart and, you know, made him Lord of my life or anything. But when I was 14 years old, um, I had found a big grocery sack full of, full of pot that, uh, at my, you know, at my house, it was my dad's and I, we had, me and my cousin got it out and rolled us some joints and we, we were each out there smoking pot and, and, uh, so we decided it would be a good idea to light a fire in the middle of the highway. And, um, you know, <laughs> it, and this is out, you know, up in Georgia, out in the country, people uh-huh. are running in the road, you know, 50, 60 miles an hour. And, um, so I, we light this fire in the road and, and one car passed by and it kind of slowed down and we were scared we were going to get in trouble. So my cousin, he said, go stomp that fire out. <laughs> And, uh, you know, before they come back and, and tell your daddy. So we, I, I went out there and I stomped it out and I was on the other side of the highway from the house. And, um, I looked up and, you know, I was still high from the drugs and everything. And I saw one little flicker flame in the, uh, in that fire and there was a car coming up the road. It was a little Nissan pickup. And I saw that, that flicker, and I said, I can run across the road real quick, stomp that flicker out as I'm running by, and I'll be back on the other side of the ditch. It was in the middle of the night, you know, and, <laughs> and then this guy's driving home from work, and, you know, it's like, you know, midnight or something, and he's not expecting some kid just to come running out of the ditch <laughs> in the middle of the night. And um, so I ran out in front of him, and he swerved to miss me. He never even had a chance to hit his brakes. He actually hit me. And I flew flew about, I don't know, probably 30, 40 yards and hit the ditch and started rolling. And he had his brakes locked up and slid back up on top of me. And so I was underneath the truck, totally wrapped up like a pretzel with my legs folded up over my head and and um i mean i was he, he the truck stopped and the guy got out and he was looking around he and um, i said i'm under the truck <laughs> and uh so he he said well i'm gonna he said i'll back it off of you i said no oh, don't do that don't i do said that. you'll mess me up you know and um and so my my at that time my cousin was run, he ran inside and he got my dad my dad he was in the shower. He comes running out in a bath towel. He's a big man. He was six foot four, and um, he got up underneath that truck and lifted that truck up off of. Oh my goodness! So I could get out, and um, and I crawled out from underneath that truck, and all I had was a little scar, a little scrape on my rear end, and I had to change my pants, and um, and I had my just you know vomit <laughs> down the front of my shirt. That thing hit me so hard, it just it knocked everything out of me when it hit me. And um, went to the hospital, checked for internal injuries. Everything, everything was perfect. I didn't have any problems. I'm, I'm standing here with my mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> it was the hand of God protecting. Oh my goodness! And um, and of course that night I started really thinking about eternity because I had heard Pastor Jack um, preaching the gospel for years, and I just I wouldn't I wouldn't surrender to Christ. And I knew if I'd have died that night, I would have spent an eternity in hell. And um, I mean, you know, I just, uh, it really, it, you know, it, we don't realize how, how fragile life yeah, is. Sure. And, um, and it really opened my eyes. And, uh, so that was on a Friday night. The next day was Saturday. I was a little stove up and everything, but I couldn't wait to get to church on Sunday <laughs> and, uh, and go get saved, you know, wow. which I didn't realize at the time. I, you know, we always, everybody came down the aisle and, you know, answer an altar call every Sunday and, you know, for anybody that needs to give their life to Jesus. And so I did. 
and um and that sunday i got saved wow 14 years old okay, now, you say you got hit and you went so you went straight up I got my. I, I don't really know what happened because it hit me, and my cousin said he saw me flying through the air with my feet pointed toward the sky, and um, but, and then he but, just took off running. It, but it wasn't <laughs> like he threw you off in the ditch. Something you actually went up to where the truck could get I, on top it, of you. It, it hit me. It hit me in the air, and then when I, I remember, I was rolling through uh-huh. the grass. I mean, just super fast, and and then the next thing I knew, the truck was up was on top of me <laughs> and um so it was pretty wild wow. okay now this was when you were you were still a teenager yes okay sir. but then after that you you had your struggles with right. uh, with addiction and things like that but so so w- during all that time did you continue to believe i mean how did I, that work? I did i mean you know I, my drug use got so heavy i remember i mean i always you know I see. I always used to tell people. I said, you know, I know where I'm going when I die, and everything. You know, even now I look back and I'm like, it makes me want. I wonder was I really was I really saved or at that point in my life? Because really, when my life turned around was really in in uh, May of 2000. 13 uh-huh. at the tent revival right and we uh, talked about that last week up in uh up in thomas Thomasville, georgia yeah and um because that's when that's when everything changed so that's when the old man became became right. new for but, me but all this time you stayed in the church yes yeah, so always went kept to, going church, to church and loved the lord yeah. and memorized scripture you know um i mean i Continued using drugs and everything, and, and other people in the church probably didn't know anything about it. I was a tithing addict. I used yeah. to tithe on my dope money. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Amy, when you met uh, Dustin, did did you know this story? Had you? Uh, well, he told me the story. You know, not long after we met, but um, there's always there's some parts that came out this time. I've heard it before so okay. many times, but I never heard the part about him finding the drugs i never heard that part of it before that's interesting <laughs> but yeah um when we met he was in active addiction but i didn't really realize it uh-huh. i knew that he drank and things like that but 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 you knew he was still going to church oh yes and, and that had not been your background no i went to church some going growing up uh, with my grandma, and then my mom would go sometimes, but she kind of had the philosophy that I don't ever want them to feel forced. I want them to make their own decisions, and so she didn't make us go to church. But I did go to church camp. My grandma's church um, went with them, and you know I loved Jesus. Uh-huh. We we did love Jesus, and we believed in God. We just I never had a personal relationship with him. I never heard the gospel message. Huh. And, and so that when you met Dustin and he was going to church, yes. and you had kind of fallen out, did, did that bother you that he was in church? No, not at all. I always had a hunger for God. I just didn't really know how to go uh-huh. about, you know, I mean, I went to church once in college. I remember on really? Easter Sunday, wow. my girlfriend and I said, let's go to church. You know, that was a novel idea. So we did that. But um, I really didn't know what I was missing. I was just caught up in that college, you know, FSU college girl life where you just kind of party and go to school and and live that way but i thought it was really interesting how he loved the lord and i had i had actually dated someone briefly that told me that he was an atheist and i knew that is not what i wanted for my life i didn't uh-huh. agree with that philosophy right. you know i knew that i loved jesus and i wanted to know more about him right but that's just just it's just interesting to me i mean you had the knowledge you had the head knowledge yes. you knew who jesus was and you as you say, you loved him, mm-hmm. but 
the the personal friend part had not right. happened in your life yet. No, I, God was a far off God. Right. You know. So when you met Dustin and and you knew his lifestyle and you knew he was going to church, right. did that seem odd at all to you? No, it didn't seem odd. You would think it would seem <laughs> odd, but it just seemed cool to me. Uh-huh. Honestly, it seemed like this guy is. So the total package because he's good looking and he's funny and he's got that awesome southern accent right. and uh, you know he likes to have fun because back then I was all about having fun, but then he also has this other side to him where he loves Jesus and uh-huh. how cool is that? I've never even really known a guy like that before. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I find this to be very interesting because I'm, I'm thinking that you are describing a lot of our students. Yes. At the university. Definitely. That's kind of where they are. Yes. And even if they had a background in faith, they get out there to the university, right. and I'm sure that what they're hearing in the classrooms and things of this nature is starting to uh, work on their doubt. Yes. And, yes. and uh, so you're finding that. You're finding all of this uh, confusion that's, that's going on in, in, a, in a young person's life because at that age, you really are searching. You're trying to find truth, and, and you hear it from so many different angles. Right. And so, so you meet this guy, and he says, "Well, I go to church." Yes. And then he says, "Well, let's go party." Yep. <laughs> and you go, "Okay, that sounds pretty cool." And I mean, I I know that that wasn't the best witness in the world, yeah. but we would do back then. We did do some drugs, and uh-huh. so we would do drugs that would kind of keep you up talking to each other and being real um, hyper and energetic and. So one night, I, not just one, but I remember one in particular, he just started telling everybody that was there about Jesus uh-huh. and like really witnessing to them because right. God had called him to the ministry when he was 18. Uh-huh. And there's a, another piece of the puzzle <laughs> that he got sober for a period of time Yeah, and he went and visited a, a Bible college and he, he was really on track to go. Right. Then his grandpa died and his dad, and he just started drinking heavily uh-huh. and then, so that kind of like. So, so those, there were those times when uh, things would get right, and then that old devil would come along, yes. and he'd draw you back into the old way again. Yes, and then, sir. Uh, We'd have a moment of clarity from time to time, and yeah. then everything would just right. go right off the rails again. Now, you, you were at Victory Baptist Church, but somewhere along the line, you decided to make a change. And it was Amy talks about how that she went to North Florida Baptist Church for the first time, and uh, wow, yes, something happened. So, so what 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 caused you to change churches in there? I think um, we were just wanting to go to a to a church that had you know it had a, a a bigger church where the youth was involved and huh. things like that. Um, I think I can't remember. It seems like someone I, I know what it was. There was a, a one of the boys that went to my church there at Victory Baptist. He was going to a youth group over at. Uh, at that time, Temple Baptist, now North Florida right, Baptist. Right. And um, and I think he invited me to come, and I started going and just made friends with some of the people there. And they were – everybody was so friendly and loving and welcome, welcoming. And, and um, you know, I was so used to hanging out with all these, you know, old hardtails that are out, you know, doing dope <laughs> and drinking. And it, I just it, – it was just a place where yeah. I could have some refuge, you uh-huh. know, and – and I, I could see, you know, how normal people live their life, and you know, I wanted to, I wanted that, but I also wanted to party. Uh-huh. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? So I yeah. was playing both sides of the fence. You know, I mean, I was lukewarm. I uh-huh. was, um, 
and double-minded, uh-huh. unstable right. in all my ways. Right. And so, okay, so your family didn't make the change. It was just you. No. Well, they, they wound up coming over, and um, I, I can't remember exactly how it went. If uh, I know that I, I, I went and visited a few times, and I think it was kind of the whole family just kind of decided uh-huh. – you know we're gonna we're gonna go over here. I remember my dad was kind of reluctant because that was the church he had grown sure, up in. Sure. We we loved uh, Jack Sanders. He was, I mean, I, you know, he he's passed passed away and went on to be with Jesus. But I went and visited him in the those, hospital. Those changes are always always hard. It is it's hard to make those type of decisions because you love those changes. people. I yeah. mean, you know, your church family is a lot of times is closer than your yeah. than your natural family. Right. Absolutely. And um and so but we we did make the switch and and um you know it it, it was good because it it really put a heart of um evangelism on the inside of me. Right. And we we did a lot of soul work. How long was it after you met Amy that you invited her to go to church with you? I don't know, probably within a a week or two. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> okay. And then when he said that, what did you think? I said, "Well, I remember uh, dropping him off at church at uh-huh. least one Sunday and maybe more uh, when after we had a long night Saturday night and just saying you know what I'll take you to church but I'm not going to make it this Sunday but there was one I guess the Holy Spirit was just working on me and one Sunday I said well I want to go to church with you really and man that was all it took so it was your suggestion yes to do this yes okay. I and mean and when it was just the Holy Spirit drew me and when I everything I mean he was a, a great preacher he Uh brought a good word and man everything he said just compelled me to go down and i thought i was really angry after i got saved about the fact that i had never heard a gospel presentation like that before huh i was like this is wrong i even confronted my old pastor that i went my grandma's church i went enough there that i knew him and i even asked him one time i said why do why don't you ever give an invitation huh Wow. <laughs> and he just gave some answer of, you know, I don't know. But, but I mean, <laughs> it, 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 is it possible that he did? Did you just didn't, you didn't, didn't You know, that is possible. I've uh-huh. thought about that because I went through confirmation in the Methodist church and everything. Uh-huh. This when my grandma was in a Methodist church. And I wonder, how did I not? Maybe I just was blinded. Maybe I just didn't hear. Because it's possible that the, the time just wasn't right. I mean, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, you've talked about you had a lot of other things on your mind and things, oh, yeah. but now you're getting at an age to where. You're starting to question these things, and, and and you went to uh, Temple Baptist, Temple Baptist at the time, and Pastor Ray he just right. preached something that just hit you that day. And, yeah, and it's very and, possible. And I just love a church like that that will give an altar call and uh-huh. give people an opportunity to make a decision. That's important to us in our church, you know, that we do that. And I I do know that I do know that uh, I never heard someone do an altar call before okay well that was okay that was definitely new (laughs) for you but 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 it it worked but now okay so now you've you've come to a place where you're saying okay he goes to church but he's not quite living up to what you feel like it should be am i right here yes what happened was i got saved went down and then actually i met with pastor ray in his office later just to Go over what happened, like uh-huh. just so do you understand that you you know invited Jesus to be the Lord of your life, and now you know Holy Spirit wants to work on you and and things are going to change, and he didn't tell me to change anything. He just said, "Be ready because you're probably going to be a different person and uh-huh. um that's exactly what happened like right. I left that day <laughs> from the parking lot. I remember pulling out of the parking lot 
And I remember he had bought me a Bible and it had my name on it. And I wrote in the front page of it what happened. My now, now when, when she said he, she pointed toward yes. Justin here. Yes. I want to make sure they my know husband. who he was. He wasn't was my me. husband. He wasn't my husband at the time. Right. My boyfriend at the time. Okay. And um, yeah, and so I came home because we, we did live together. Because when I met him right before I graduated FSU and all my friends were launching out, starting their lives. And I'm here like, oh, I'm staying in Tallahassee. What do I do? I was going to Europe. And so I told him, you know, hey, I need somewhere to live. Let's just move in together. Because I didn't think, in my, I was raised in a worldly environment, so that was not a big deal, really, Uh and to me. Right. But he was very reluctant, and I could tell he was kind of like, oh, I don't know, maybe, and he tried to, he hemmed and hawed some about it, and I just, he never told me why he was reluctant, but now I know why, because Uh he knew he was doing wrong. Right, right. (laughs) So, but anyway, I was off to Europe and said, when we, when I get back, I need a place to live. Let's just live together. And so we did. And I don't know how long we lived together before I actually got saved. But when I got saved, I came home and said, we cannot do this anymore. Wow. No. Wow. We're not gonna do, I'm not going to drink alcohol anymore. No more cigarettes. All the little things that I was right. involved in. And definitely not going to live in this kind of environment now. Wow. The Holy Spirit convicted me about everything. That's that's. That's pretty drastic. It I mean, was. That's a, I mean, what do you call it? Yeah. True conversion experience. Right. I think I mean, he was blown away, actually. Right. <laughs> okay, Dustin, you, you get the word now. What? It, how did that hit you? I knew then I, <laughs> that things were going to have to change. Uh, I mean, I knew she was, you know, I knew what she was saying was right. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I agreed with her. I said, you're right. You know, and, um, and so we just, you know, we, we just changed our, our living situation and um and we uh you know and we got married as quickly as we could because i mean i just i wanted to i was head over heels in love with her like i told you uh, last week the very first time i saw her i mean i you know i had never had a woman that just you know swept me off my feet (laughs) but uh she did she uh it, and I, it was love at first sight. I never wanted to be apart from her from the very huh. first day I met her. Wow! And um, we just stuck, we stuck like two peas in a pod. And so <laughs> I wasn't. I, it didn't matter what I had to do um, to keep her. I was going to keep her. Wow. And um, and so you know, but we did. We got married not long after that. And um, <laughs> and just uh, you and, know, and, it, and Amy told us last week that that was mutual. Both of you. It I mean, was. When you saw each other. You oh, just, yes. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was yeah. love at first sight. Yeah. And so, so now, okay, so now uh, you're taking care of the uh, the marriage situation and where you're not living in that type of relationship anymore. But the drugs and alcohol took a little longer? Oh, yeah. That was, we got married, what, when I was 21, 22? And um, I was 31 when I, wow. when I finally quit. And all that time, because Amy has talked about, it, she didn't realize how severe it was right. at that time. Until that time, when I guess it was the revival in Thomasville that, that no, changed something. it was no, I was uh, Trace Diaz. Um, okay. I went to Trace Diaz, and um, and the Lord just you know he he delivered me from it there. Uh, he hooked me up with a guy. Um, that later became my sponsor. He was a, he was an addict involved in Narcotics Anonymous and everything and a Christian. And he, uh, he just called me out. I was on that Christian retreat and I was using dope on a Christian retreat, but I had to have it just to be able to survive. I mean, it was it wasn't used, I wasn't, it wasn't recreation anymore and it wasn't fun for uh-huh. me. It was survival mode. And, uh, and he, he, you know, he told me, he said, he said, I know you're using, you know, and um, 
He said, do you want to get free? I said, man, I said, I can't. I said, I've been, at that time, I had been trying to quit for seven years. I would go to church every Sunday and I would pray and just ask God to deliver me. And, um, I wanted him just to wave a magic wand. You see, because an addict gets so used to, um, like if, when I feel bad, I can take the drug and almost immediately I feel great. Uh huh. And, um, but, and I, I, I wanted it to be the same way with being able to get, get clean right and i wanted to be able to just take a pill and all of a sudden now i'm a i'm you know i'm clean and i don't have to go through the pain and and everything but it took it, it took a while wow. to, to work you know to get through it but um after that weekend i you know march 14th what was that um this this march will make 11 years okay and uh so march 14th around 2006 2006 yeah. right yeah. we uh I, I, you know, got rid of all of my dope and uh, went into a first Narcotics Anonymous meeting. After that, uh, that weekend? After that weekend. Wow. And, wow. Um, and never looked back. And I've been, right. you know, I've been clean and sober ever since, praise God. But, uh, but yeah, like we just, you know, just served the Lord from there on out. But um, really, you know, the, the more I served and the more I spent time in the Word and, um, you know, just worshiping and everything i just kept kept getting closer and closer and i got hungrier and hungrier wow and um but now the brother who who called you out i mean he said yes how did he i mean had he had he had a background in this oh yeah he he i think he had been using for i think it was either 13 years okay so he 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 knew when when he saw one oh when he saw me he knew he he was old one-legged biker and, uh, and he, uh, we were we were on prayer. We were supposed to pray, you know, all night for uh-huh. all the people and say so he uh, that were there on the campground. So he woke me up. He said, "Hey, it's time to pray." I said, "Okay." I said, "Hold on, I go out to the truck. I'll be right back. I got to get something." I went out here and used some drugs and came back and and um and he said he said, "Man, he said, how are you?" Doing with these opiates that you're using, and I said, I'm not, I said, what are you talking about? I'm not using any opiates. He said, Don't lie to me. <laughs> How about that? And, uh, and so I just confessed. It. I mean, I, you know, I was wanting to, I was ready to quit. I just couldn't figure out how to do right. it. Right. But uh, you were there as a counselor, not as a <laughs> right. I was there serving. <laughs> oh, so that's a whole different twist to the whole story. Right. right. Like I said, I mean, you know, it was. To me, I, I call it religion because, you know, I mean, um, our, our pastor says religion's like bad breath. Everybody knows, knows you've got it except for you. And, um, <laughs> How about that? But, uh, so if you were there as a counselor, that means you had to have gone through it. I had. Because I know I the, I know the program. It. I had gone through it six months before, and um and I wanted to get free when I uh-huh. went through it, and I was praying, and and you know I I got all the way through the weekend, and I was wanting to hear hear from the Lord because you know I mean I would you know in my quiet time when I was you know in my teens, and I would have those moments of clarity when I knew like um, Amy was saying when I, the Lord called me to um, into the ministry when right. I was eighteen years old, and I I knew that that's what I was supposed to be doing with my life, but I. You know how am I going to be uh, be able to minister to people when I'm <laughs> hooked on drugs? Right, so right. I right. witnessed of you know all my addict buddies and you know people in, at parties or whatever, but um, I just I couldn't figure out how to how to get free. So when I got when I went to Trace Diaz, I was praying. And I just said, Lord, I said, please 
I just want to be able to hear your voice like I used to. I said, because I, I, I had I had grieved the Holy Spirit for so long uh-huh. um, that it was his voice was so so quiet. I couldn't. I, it was like no matter how much Bible I read, no matter um, how much worshiping I did or anything, it was like I could not break through. I mean, I could not. A, the the word I would read it and I would get nothing out of it and I wow. I was wow. I was scared I was like I was like man have I have I just you know <laughs> yeah the unpardonable sin yeah. or something exactly. but no, so so but this was what you're talking about now is when you went through as a candidate not not later right that but, was when I was a candidate and, and you went through that whole weekend went through the whole weekend got nothing except for the last night and I was sitting there on my bunk the, and it was after everybody had you know they everybody else had been you know got a break or whatever and I was sitting there on my bunk and I was reading in Psalms and the Lord told me he was going to deliver me wow. but it was six months later wow. before it actually happened I was ready and um, but it just what it, it was six so months what, what later. you are providing for those who are listening to the, is you're, you're you're providing hope because there's other people that's, that's in the same situation you were in and they're they're just like you they said man I want to get out of this amen you know? Because you go back, and I don't know. You, you mentioned the the marijuana, the bag. Was that like the beginning? Yeah, well, it just started off just you know taking some little uh, pills and smoking pot and right. drinking, and you know. Because that's what like happens, that. and that's why I'm so adamant against the, the whole marijuana thing. Oh because yeah, I, I've had enough people sitting here where you are sitting who are involved in the recovery ministries, and they all say the same thing. It right. started with pot, yeah. right? And, uh, and they can, you know, they get on the radio and do all they want to do to, to try to convince us it's just medical. I'm telling you, right? It's the gateway. Yep. It is because I've I've just heard it and, too many you know, times. And you know, people people drink alcohol and everything too. But you know, I mean, when I used to drink alcohol, it would make me want to snort cocaine. If I snorted cocaine, it make me want to drink alcohol. And you know, really, I, <laughs> people can say whatever they want about alcohol, but alcohol is a drug because it, it 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 makes me act different than I would normally act. And that's, right. And, and so it's uh you know but i mean some people struggle with it some people can drink it and, fi- and are fine but um well but I'm, for I'm me a, i i stay as far away yeah, from I'm any that of that stuff. there's yeah. a reason why they call it wine and spirits <laughs> <laughs> well the point is if you don't ever start you'll never become addicted and that's that's, right. that's that's where i stand on the whole thing that's yeah. it. don't ever start and you don't have to worry about it Amen. now I want to make sure the radio audience knows who they're listening to. This is uh, WTSM 97.9, your sports monster. It's called the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I get to do this every Sunday morning. And uh, the ministry, the River Church that you are, have started there at the American Legion. Is this your heart? I mean, you, you, you've been through these things. You know what people are dealing with. Is, is that your heart and the, the type of church that you're establishing or – um my our heart really is to um equip the body of Christ to bring in the harvest of souls. And um I mean that's what we want to see happen more than anything else to raise up missionaries and pastors and evangelists and you know teachers and uh it, it, we just want to we want to reach the harvest huh. and uh, because the the message of the gospel will set everybody free. It, People don't need, it's not just the drugs and alcohol that people need to get free from. People need to get free from unforgiveness and bitterness and jealousy and, right. and lust and anger and, I mean, right. a lot of different things. I mean, depression and anxiety, fear, all of these things, poverty and lack uh-huh. and sickness, disease. 
and um, and the gospel sets people free from that. And so I, we just want we want to help people to get free and to live live out the the full call of everything that God has for them because you know life is short and um, and it's not just about punching a clock and working nine to five and bringing home a paycheck and, and having a house to live in and all that kind of stuff. I mean, God wants to do big things through people. And, um, and I didn't realize how how powerful the message of the gospel was in the hands of somebody that's really sold out and willing to allow the Spirit of God to speak through them and to use them to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Wow. Um, it makes a big impact. Well, that's interesting, your perspective, and I love the way you've, you've put it out there. Because a lot of times you'll find that somebody, uh, you know, God did something in their life, and now this is this is really where they're calling us. But you're not saying that. You're saying you, your your work is to not just say, "Well, I want to win the drug addict. I want to train other people." Right. And, you know, and that really is the, the model that Jesus gave us. You know, Jesus taught his disciple to do what he did and to teach others to do what he did. Amen. And that's the that's the essence of the gospel because that's the continuation of it. You that's know? right. Uh, we see all the residual. <laughs> Acts twenty nine. <laughs> you go. You go. No, it's it's important that that we uh, are able to communicate your heart Amen. because if people are listening to the broadcast today, there may be somebody out there. They're saying, "Well, I I'd like to find a church." A lot of times, people like being in a church on the ground floor. Yeah, that's where you all are. Well, I mean, y'all yeah. come on out. <laughs> <laughs> well, before I go to, to play our little gospel song here, give them the information. Tell them how to find you. All right. Well, we meet at ten o'clock every Sunday morning um, over at Lake Ella at American Legion Hall. The address is two two nine Lake Ella Drive. Um, you can find us on Facebook, River Church Tallahassee. Uh, we have a website that is River Tallahassee. Oh. Go River, ahead. it's called RiverTally.com. So RiverTally.com. Okay. Yes, R-I-V-E-R-T-A-L-L-Y.com. <laughs> RiverTally.com. And um, go there. Know, and we, we have home group meetings on Wednesday nights, and you can go to the website and you can get all the information um, about that. But, you know, we, we just uh, we do outreach in the uh-huh. community and everything, okay. and we're going after the heart. It's 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. 10 o'clock, okay. yes, sir. You might want to just show up some Sunday morning and, and meet these folks. Come and, on uh, out. And, uh, Love to meet you. Uh, well, I've enjoyed meeting them. Just uh, This is our second time being on the radio together, but uh, and this is the uh, Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I'm your host, and uh, I just enjoy being with you on a Sunday morning, and I hope that you will uh, do this every Sunday morning. Tune in, and I always have a good show for you i try to we always have good guests and uh play a little gospel music and if you like southern gospel music i want to invite you to join me on saturday nights on wave 94 94.1 for the saturday night gospel sing with me pastor jack king and uh have a good time on that show too play a lot of southern gospel music on that show and in the daily broadcast monday through friday also on wave 94 11 o'clock you can tune in for a, a gospel teaching every day and also, I want to tell you about my good friends, Robin and Jim, AAA Constant Comfort. They do heating and air conditioning, and they've helped me do this show for right ever since we started back in 2002. Good brothers in Christ. And, uh, well, they'll help you out. 893-9566. And then an invitation if you'd like to join us on uh, Sunday mornings at Freedom Road. That's the church that I pastor, 720 Capital Circle Northeast. We're right down the road from Capital Lanes Bowling Alley if you're heading toward Park Avenue. 
you pass the bowling alley sign, then there's some woods, and then you turn in right there, a little storefront church. We love people, and we love having visitors. But today, we're kind of featuring the River Church, Tallahassee. And I like the conversation that we kind of concluded on here because we kind of began to get into the uh, kind of your philosophy of ministry and what God's called you to do to come to Tallahassee. Because the, the thing is, I mean, you could have come back to Tallahassee because you felt like God called you and got involved in another church, and but that's not what God called you to do. You said right. the church that God's called you to do, it has has its flavor as every church does. There's yes. no such thing as a... You know, cookie cutters. Every church is a little different, and uh, uh, a lot of times churches take on the personality of the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I like this guy's personality, don't yes, you? Yes, <laughs> I do. I love it. <laughs> uh, because I mean, we, we I would think now, if I were to just to show up at your church on Sunday morning, I have a feeling I'm going to get a big smile <laughs> and a big welcome from, yes, from, would, from, from the pastor and I, and I think that's a good thing yes. so if you're out there and you're listening and, and you want to get involved in some place that's new and meet there as, as part of that that uh, ground up type of thing if you're the type of person you think I'd like to be involved in a church that loves to do outreach and things of that nature this may just be the place Amen. for you to go Amen. So, I'm, I'm, I'm Give it to you, brother. You got the one. Now go with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just, uh, you know, the the church River Tallahassee. Like I said, you can you can find us on Facebook. We're on the web rivertally dot com. Um, but uh, we we've got a heart for for the harvest of souls. I mean. We're believing God for another great spiritual awakening in this nation, and um, you know the, our nation. Uh, the The problems of our nation is is people need a heart change. They need Jesus, uh-huh. and um, and so um, you know when when the tent revival came, and I, we saw fifteen people come into a city and turn a city inside out with fifty four hundred people saved in thirteen days, um, baptizing a hundred and. 50 people a night in a cattle trough. You know, I mean, we're talking in a town of 18,000 right, people. Thomasville, Georgia. Right. Right. Thomasville, Georgia. Almost a third of the town gets saved in 13 days. I realized that, that at that time, I said, you know, I said, we've got a lot more firepower than we give ourselves credit Amen. for. Amen. And um, the body of Christ is a sleeping giant. And I'm telling you, it doesn't take that much. Uh, effort to really make an impact, you know. Uh, Billy Graham, he said, he said if he could do do things differently, he said that what he would have done is he, instead of going from city to city to city, he said I would have stayed in one city and I would have won that entire city to Jesus, and then I'd unleash that city on the world. And, wow! <laughs> and, and that's what that's what we're that's what we're believing God to do here in Tallahassee. We're in a state capital. We want to reach the you know from the. From the uh, you know from the governor's mansion down to the crack house on the corner, um, we want to reach everybody we can with the gospel, and uh, we want to infiltrate the college campuses and and everywhere because the light of the gospel is uh, is powerful, and there's nothing that can stand against it. I mean, it's the love of God, and it brings men to repentance, and uh, and that's 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 what we do. So, you know, we go into um, into communities, and we do uh, what we call block parties. Um, for people that like to do outreach, they would love they'd love coming and plugging in with us. You can you can go to our website. You can go to um, 
uh, YouTube and type in River Church Tallahassee and you can watch what happens at these block parties. But we'll take and uh, we'll give away uh, gift cards. We'll pay bills. We'll give people, uh, we'll cook for everybody. We'll give away clothes, toys for all the kids. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll go just, we'll spend $1,500 and just and give it all away. We're giving away iPods and uh, tablets and just, you know, people get, we give away TVs and computers wow. and I mean, you name it. So we give away good stuff, uh-huh. but, um, but that's what draws them in. You know, it, Jesus said, I'll come follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Well, right. fishermen use bait okay. and the bait, you know, I mean, we, when we used to go do mission work in places, we would go feed people and, uh, you know, we go, we'd go to Mexico. We, you know, feed people. People are hungry. They want to eat Philippines. They're bringing them rice. We're, and we feed people and we preach the gospel. Well, in America, people have got plenty of food to eat, but they want all these shiny things, right? Uh-huh. They want the TV, <laughs> right? iPods. And, and so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll take a black and white flyer and I may, we may move 2,000 to, you know, six, 7,000 of these flyers, putting them on doors all, wow. all around Tallahassee and these, you know, in these, in different neighborhoods, and we'll tell them there's going to be a block party on Saturday. People come out where we doesn't say anything about Jesus or nothing like this, and we're getting crowds of people coming. We'll have 200 people will show up, huh. uh, 250 people, whatever. We'll have a huge crowd. We give away all this stuff. We're playing music, dancing, having contests with the kids, <laughs> uh, basketball, running, hula hooping, dance competitions. All of this stuff, and then I'll get up. I'll have two people give a testimony, just about two minutes long, who I was before Jesus and then who I am now after Jesus. And um, then I'll give about a 10-minute gospel presentation. I'll give an altar call, and the altars fill. Wow. I'm telling you, because we're going, the, these people aren't going to come to church. A lot uh-huh. of these people won't darken the door of a church, but if we can take the gospel outside sure. the wow. four walls of the church, and the altars fill up, and when, then we just start praying for the sick and um, and I have some questions here about this. Okay. First of all, when you have the block parties, where do you have them at? A lot of times we do them in the inner city and in, in big cities and then in a town I mean, like I mean, Tallahassee. Like you do them in a park? We do, do oh, yes. We do them in a park. We okay. do them in a green space, like anywhere really that we can um, do it. I mean, I mean, we'll get permission a lot of times and sometimes we just show up. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take long to do one. Uh-huh. But, but uh, the flyers and stuff, uh, that takes a lot to get those out. Oh, yeah. Well, so. it's a lot of manpower. Sometimes yeah. Oh, yeah. it's just the four of us, <laughs> my husband <laughs> and, and my two children. daughters. Your children. Yeah, we wow. work hard. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The return is so worth it. Huh. Now, when you've done these, are you seeing these people becoming a part of your congregation? That they will, you know. Yeah. That's the that's the hard part is really oh, yeah, trying understand. to disciple yeah. these people. Yeah. We we call them all. We get uh. all their. We register them, so we get all their information. We do call them and reach out to them, and we do see some of them come to our church. Some of them will stick. Yeah, uh, it's not as much as we would like, unfortunately, because a lot of them really have transportation issues, mm-hmm. and that's a whole another ball oh, yeah. We want to get bus. We want to bus people in, and that's another vision of ours. Is <laughs> and, and, uh, we know we that that's bus. coming. So. I just, I just love your enthusiasm (laughs) and i'm thinking y'all haven't been in this long enough to to get jaded and i I don't mean that in a negative way but a lot of times when you've been in ministry a long time 
and your face rejection and things like that, you get jaded, and then you're you're excited. I like that. <laughs> we, we are we, passionate. We, we need this in the body of Christ. We need excitement in people who are energetic and young. <laughs> you know, Thank you. Because, like, I mean, uh, we've done things like that, and uh, and I'm like you all. I've I've, I've done the shoe leather thing, you know. Yes, sir. But uh, it's not nearly as easy in your 60s as it was, you sure. know, when I used to do this stuff when I was in the 30s and the 40s. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. It's true. You know. And so it's, it's good to have your energy. You're, you're young and enthusiastic, and, and hopefully that others will, as they come part of your body, that there'll be other people out there helping you pass some flowers. Oh, out. yes. And we do. We do yeah. have a really nice core group yeah. that does help us. Yeah. But there are times when it's just us, but we, we do have right. some people that we now, count on. Now, the group that you have gathered so far, has it been from this type of thing, or has it been through other things? We have uh, some of our best friends from Thomasville that actually come down. They okay. went through the tent revival with us and have okay. been through us, right. the whole process with us. So they come. And then our friends from Tallahassee, some of them uh, were friends of ours before we left and went to Bible school. And then other ones we've really just gathered uh, along the way. Right. So, yeah. so I mean, you're, you're doing the the gathering thing. Yes. And, and that's always the big question. Sure. That those of us who pastor smaller churches, I think, you know, that gathering. You know, how do you go about the gathering to get the visitors to walk in the door and, uh-huh. and that type of thing? Because I have a feeling you get them walk through the door and they hear this guy. <laughs> you know, they're probably going to stick around for a while. And, and uh, Yes. But the thing is, it's, it's that same thing. So, here you are on ESPN Radio. Right. And we're helping you spread the word. Thank we're, you. And so, Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, yes, sir. At uh, American Legion over off of, uh, uh, help me now, Lake Yellow Drive. Lake Yellow Drive. And if you're heading down Monroe Street, like you're going uh, toward the interstate. Yes. And you pass by, let's see, well, the whole Lake Ella right. complex mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And then you get tried to, toward the end of that, and you'll see that restaurant in good times. You turn right, right there. Right. That's it. And on new Sunday times, Yeah, new good, times. New times. It used to be old times, and now it's new times. It used to be Western Sicily. Oh, yeah. 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 I remember sure uh, mushroom gravy and sirloin tips. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm making everybody hungry here. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, there's plenty of parking in that area, yes. Yes. especially on Sunday morning. Probably, right. probably plenty of parking, and, and uh, you come in and uh, enjoy. Now, are we at the point where we have uh, children's ministries and, and things of that nature? We have a worship leader, and we do have a youth ministry that's gotten cranked up. Children's ministry. We do have outings that we go on and do fun things with the kids. As far as taking the kids out of the service and doing a, a children's ministry time with them, we're not doing that. You don't have yet. a place yet. We don't have don't a place. Do that so yet. we're really believing God for a building. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that's something else. Again, Power Radio. There right. may be somebody Maybe. out there that you may have just a type of facility that that they could uh, could use. Maybe. Yes, call us, please. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, and another reason why we want to build building is even on a small scale, um, we want to be able to start a, a Bible school here uh-huh. in Tallahassee that we can, you know, like I said, train and equip people how to go out and share their faith, how to win souls, and um, and have impact in their in their you know in their community in their workplace and just in the environment that they come out of. Um, train people up, you know, build them up in the Word and in the Spirit and everything. So, um, you know, if I have a we we want a place where we can just you know where we can if we once we have a facility 
that we can use on a daily basis. I mean, that's that's what our heart is because okay. we're not we're not looking for a building that we can just rent one time a week. We right, want something right. that we can be in there twenty four seven. Now, do you see in your mind's eye maybe a storefront type of thing, or what do you what do you what do you think? I I think we're open to anything. Uh-huh. Really, I don't necessarily think a storefront would be our you know our dream uh-huh. but we certainly are open to going anywhere that's right. open and that and we're not gonna you know if it, if it's the lord we'll know it and wherever <laughs> that may be we're not really putting yeah. any you yeah, know i understand that and i know when we were making the transition to rent our building here on eighth avenue the Lord knew exactly where we were supposed to be. Right. And, and, and I, if I told you the story, you go, well, that's God. <laughs> just the way yes. God works. Because he did. He, he just worked the whole thing out. Mm-hmm. And I knew it all along. I mean, even though we looked at a lot of different places, we knew that was the place we were supposed to be yes. at that time. To say, well, that's going to be there forever? No, not necessarily. We may move someplace else. But at that point, I knew Amen. it was God. And that's what, it's the same thing that happened with you all. Yes. Amen. You know, when, it's, when it's time, God will, God will have the place. Amen. And you'll go. God, you do good work. Yes, always. Because <laughs> he really does. And I would imagine that there's probably a story about you being in the American Legion because I didn't know they were having church services there. And uh, cause that's how I found you all. Right. Because yes. uh, I was there for another reason. And uh, they said, oh, yeah, they have a church on Sunday morning. I said, well, I didn't know you had church. Of course, now, for me... When I hear about a church, that's like sickum to me, <laughs> because just just a word to the radio audience. I'm always looking for guests here on the show yeah. because I, I, I want to be able to give people an opportunity to share their heart and their passion. And if you know somebody that's just doing something like this, you need to call me because uh, five six seven one seven zero three because I want to help tell your story. And I think this has been an incredible story. We've, we've had a chance to in two weeks now Thank that we've been able to listen to what God is doing in your life and then to think that God brought you all back to Tallahassee. I, know. I mean, God could have sent you anywhere, That's but right. he brought you back here. And uh, Now, I know that, uh, of course, uh, both uh, you grew up here, they, uh, uh, Dustin did. Yes. Yes, sir. And... Tampa, Winter Haven. Winter Park. Winter Park. Okay, so she's from down south. Okay. Central Florida. Well, I've I've talked to uh, like uh, Mark McNeese at Pastors Element 3. We've had him on the show here. And he was from California. And he could have gone anywhere. I mean, he he had people who were going to support him uh, to start the ministry. And he chose Tallahassee because he felt like that this was like where history was happening. Wow. And that, that's that, that's I mean, good. And of course, at that time, you know, I think this is around 2001, somewhere in there, when uh, you know you had the big election, the yes. hanging chads, and all those <laughs> right. ballots ended up in Tallahassee, and just things were just happening. It just seemed like a Tallahassee was just in the news. Yes, and uh, he thought that's where I need to go. But this is a seat of government here. It's it's a seat of learning. You got universities here, and I believe it's a very pivotal place but i also believe it's a very difficult place to do ministry mm-hmm. and uh, and i've heard that from a lot of different pastors mm-hmm. and people who have, who have bastard here a long time people who have come and gone yes but that didn't deter you all you're here <laughs> <laughs> we've been in a lot tougher places uh-huh. than this okay. um right we we're up in sarnia canada and that's probably the hardest yeah. Hearts I've, that I've endured. I mean, just trying to get out there and share the gospel with people up there. I'm telling you, they just weren't accepted. Oh, yeah. I mean, they'll cuss you out in a heartbeat. Oh, really, the little yeah. old ladies throwing their walker at you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> now, now, you ever doing mission work there? 
we were doing a big revival a there. Crusade. So we were sharing the gospel on the streets. Uh-huh. It just was a really hard territory. But I mean, hey, we, lots of people got saved. They still did. Right. And the cool thing about that place was the church that we were a part of. Their uh, the people that came to their church came out in droves to learn how to go out on the streets and win souls. Like a hundred, a hundred and fifty wow. people every day every coming day. out. To go out on the streets. Our hardest problem was finding people to witness to because it seemed like the people really weren't out. But uh, huh. we did. We saw over almost 3,000 souls to Jesus wow. there. So, And this is a part of the River Church that you were at in, in yes. Tampa, right? That's yes, right. right. Okay. Well, here we go. And now, again, it's been a year and a half in Tallahassee, right? A yes, year, right. yeah. Okay. A year and a half. Okay. So, so how do you feel? What do, what do you think? We, well, we're, you know, I, I was a contractor all my life. I, I didn't know anything about ministry, so I've been getting my bearings for about the last year and a half. I mean, I, you know, you're, we don't, we, we had no idea what, what to expect when uh-huh. we came. And, um, so, you know, it's been, we, you know, it's, it's been having to really follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and what to do and to make right decisions. And, right, you know, we, right. sometimes we make mistakes and, sure, and, uh, sure. It, you know, but we learn. We just learn, learning as we go. But um, you know, the biggest thing for me is uh, you know that I know that I'm doing what God's called me to do. Amen. And um, and sometimes you might get off the trail a little bit, but He'll bring you back in as long as you just keep seeking Him. You know, like the man from Macedonia, and uh, right. when Paul was wanting to head over here to to Asia, you know, and he said, no, he said, you need to get over here to Macedonia with wow. your help. You know, he brings you back in. Right, right. So, um, you know, that's that's kind yeah. of the way. Let's hear from Amy's perspective about this whole thing. Well, it's been, it's been a, a journey. I mean, it's been highs, and then there's been some points where you're like, wow, you know, but <laughs> for the most part, we, we really have learned so much, wow. and we've gotten to be friends with a lot of people and, and gotten to Wonderful. really minister to a lot of people that we never would have had an opportunity to. And um, the coolest thing I think about this whole journey for me, one of the coolest things I should say, is being able to go back to the river at Tampa Bay every three months because we have minister and leaders right. conferences and camp meetings. We're going tomorrow. And kind of get refueled, right? We're getting refueled. Amen. And that, I tell you, when you come out of one of those... I just feel like you could take the world. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, it's been a delight to have you on the show. And we we had you here two weeks because last week it was just so good, and we just continued on. And I appreciate you coming and being a part of the show. As you know, we always close the broadcast out with prayer. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this couple, and I thank you for their passion for Christ and their willingness to to just lay it all on the line to serve you and to minister to you here in the city of Tallahassee. I pray your blessings upon their ministry and upon what they do. And Father God, we just pray over our city. We pray for our country. We pray for your kingdom that it will grow and expand. And we just love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I just appreciate you for coming out and being a part of the show. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.